Welcome to the Hey Girl Hey podcast. I'm your host, Kim Miller. Thank you for tuning in to episode 26. I hope everybody is having a great week. I am doing fine and well and pregnant, (laughs) but all is well. I really can't complain. I am 31 weeks pregnant now, guys. So everything is really moving very quickly. And everybody's like, man, that went by really fast. And it really did go by fast. Like, I agree. I feel the same way. I've really been blessed with this pregnancy, I cannot complain. I have minimal um, issues and minimal complaints to the point where I don't even like to use the word complaint. So I'm doing well. I'm excited. I had my first um, baby shower. My job gave me a shower today and it was so special and, and got so many nice things. And it was just like making me and Jesse like look at each other like, oh my gosh, we are really about to have this little baby. So it made me excited seeing all the little stuff and getting all giddy and all that stuff. So that's wonderful. But yeah, other than that, I'm just moving along, taking it easy. I'm finding that I have to take more time to just relax, chill, put my feet up. I am barely committing to anything outside of a day to two advance notice because I just never know how I'm going to feel. So sometimes, you know, I'll make plans, but when that day comes, I'm just like tired or having some little aches and pains. So I'm just taking it easy, really trying to enjoy um, as much downtime as possible. Maddie is still in New York, so I miss her a little, but I'm looking forward to her coming home. She'll be home in 14 days. We literally count down every single day, me and Maddie. But um, she's having a great time with grandma and, and her cousin and her aunt and everybody else. So I love that she gets to do that, but I do miss her. And we are already so excited about seeing The Lion King. She told me today that she is not going to see it without me first. So that like touched my heart so much because I really did want to see it with her first. But I didn't want to make her wait because it comes out on the 19th and she gets home on the 24th. But she herself made the decision that she is not going to see it without me. So that just brought so much joy to my heart because I really wanted her to wait for me and uh, see it together as a family. So that was nice. But um, yeah, other than that, all is well. And this week is just moving swiftly. I'm going to see Devon Franklin this weekend at Lakewood. So I'm excited about that. We are also on the lookout for this storm coming from the Gulf. So hopefully... Houston doesn't get hit too badly. I know um, Louisiana is already getting some flooding. So hopefully this weekend we get some nice weather because I do try to at least enjoy my weekends during this time. Um, During the week when I get home from work, I'm kind of just like wiped out. But the weekends I do try to do one to two activities if possible with Jesse or with friends or just something to just enjoy, um, enjoy the time and the downtime and, you know, before I have a whole bunch of kids running around. Well, it'll just be two, but anyway. <laughs> so that is that. But um, yeah, I want to get into my Hey Girl for this week. And I, listen, I'm a person, like I'm such a girl's girl. So I'm always like, I love when I have women that I connect with and I just feel, you know, like very positive energy from them and just super, super dopeness. I love, I love meeting like good women and I haven't met this woman, but, um, 
My hey girl for this week is Miss Melanin. Her name is Yvette Henry. That's her real name. But her Instagram name is Miss Melanin. And she has a podcast called How Married Are You with Her Husband. And I love this podcast. If you haven't heard their podcast, please check it out. It's really, really good. Really honest um, couples that kind of, they, they literally work through some of their issues right on the podcast. So I think that's dope. And they have beautiful, beautiful babies. They call their babies chocolate babies. And Miss Melanin just had her fourth baby. So she um, had a natural birth at home. And well, first of all, I thought it was super touching. Her husband um, missed the birth. It was it's, it's, it's kind of a long story, but he was on like a work assignment, maybe a couple hours away and ended up missing the birth. But it was super special. They have everything documented and they have a YouTube station and please check it out. I think, I believe the YouTube is under belief in fatherhood. That's her husband's name. Don't quote me. I'm going to verify this and put it in the show notes, but, um, the video was so touching and I just, I right now I'm like super obsessed with watching births just cause I'm like preparing for my birth. So that's probably, uh, I probably watch about five births today <laughs> right now. And I also listen to a lot of birthing podcasts. I'm reading a lot of books. So I'm really, really like um, taking a lot of births in. But anyway, her birth was super special to me, even though it was really sad that her husband missed it. They were able to FaceTime and make it somewhat special in a way that uh, I thought was really, really touching. So I ended up hitting her up on Instagram, just asking her, like, did she have any apprehension about having her daughter in the room with her when she delivered? Because her little, I think her daughter may be two, um... She's either one or two, but she's little. She's a little girl. And she was there during the whole time. Like you saw her like holding her mom's hand, like rubbing her mom's back. I was just like, oh my God, that's so special. But I'm always kind of worried. Like what if things kind of get crazy for a moment? What if the child is traumatized? Like I always think about stuff like that. So I was just really curious to know how she felt and how she went about coming to that decision. And I thought it was super dope. She responded to me. She sent me a voice memo. And I was just like, oh my God, that was so sweet. Like she took the time. I love when people do that kind of stuff. Like just take the time to respond to all the messages that they get. Cause I'm sure she gets, she gets like so many messages in a day, but, um, she's very responsive, super positive. And so I just wanted to send her some love in addition to just having a baby. Now she's juggling four babies on top of everything else her and her husband have going on. So sending all the love and prayers in the world to her, but also just shouting her out for being a dope woman. So I just wanted to send that to her this week. So, hey, girl, Miss Melanin, and I will make sure to tag her in this. Um, I'll tag her on Instagram as well as the show notes so you guys can follow her because she's just a really, really amazing person to me, even though I haven't met her in person, but I love her and she's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, so this week for my episode, I'm really excited. I know we've been on... Um, the women empowerment and shouting out our boss women for the last couple of weeks. But I am going to sneak a guy in here this week because I have been wanting to get my friend on this show for a while, but he's super busy, always traveling. So as soon as I saw that he had some downtime, I hit him up. But um, this week I interviewed my friend Keith Jacobs and me and Keith went to high school together and got back in touch when we both kind of relocated back to Houston a couple years ago. And he has just been doing so many great things since he's gotten back in the music industry, really, really rising in Houston and 
all over, really all over the country. He travels and does shows and he's a husband and he's a father and he's just like super dope. And we have such history because we grew up together and went to high school together and all these crazy memories. But it was really cool having him on the show because it just felt like I was talking to like my old friend from back in the day. It felt like we were back in ninth grade, just sitting on the little corner stoop in the neighborhood and it was really really nice so I hope you guys enjoy this interview and enjoy all the things that Keith is doing in the city and abroad um but yeah here's the episode this week so here is my friend Keith Jacobs uh the biggest thing that I've learned in our journeys is that transparency is yeah key. yes you know um because you got to tell a story because somebody might be going through the same I'm thing telling you. or similar or needs to needs to hear that it never fails every time we rolling yeah uh, you checked our levels. Yeah, I did. Okay. Before you, I guess we should wait though, hon. Let's just talk. You're right. Yeah. I haven't talked to you in so I know long, bro. And you can ask me questions too, as well. Okay. This is this is gonna be a vibe because for for one, we got history. Dog. We got like, history. We go way. Man, I just found. Um. Okay. Hey, girl. Hey, we gonna start. Hey, girl. This <laughs> <laughs> I got my brother Keith Jacobs. Yeah. In the house. We here. So I just found the other day the uh, flyer from like the gospel choir, oh my and you God. was like standing in the front, like <laughs> strong. I wish I had it. I'm gonna but, put it on the uh, even, Instagram. Even going back to, to the East Side days, yes. maybe where we can start. Yeah. We did so much, yes. and we were the pioneers for the gospel choir. Yes, Just think about the OGs uh, that we had in the game, bro. Like from your brother, yeah, to, to Michael, to. We could just plug and play, Michael. Yes. All those it was, yeah, it was yeah, crazy, yeah. you know. And y'all but, had y'all little foursome. Remember, y'all yeah, had like a Chauncey, little group. Yeah, Steve, like so. We go way, way, yes, way back. You we know? do. So I appreciate you. You know, before of we course. go too, too deep into the podcast, thank you for having me. You are my brother for life. Sister I feel like when life, you have up. like the, that ground of foundation of memories, it's you always have that. Yeah, like you can always see. Like if I run into Tina, Kelly, Tanisha, it's like always it's love. always love because yes. we just got so many beautiful memories. Like yeah. remember, we would. Just be on double pine, just chilling, just chilling in the for, neighborhood. Man, it, it's funny, like I'd be like, I'm going to church with you. Yeah, what you mean? I'm like, hey, Dominique, where, wherever you at? Hey, girl, you know. Yes. But it was like it was always a vibe. Whenever we sure. went, it was family. Bro. It was, and you were always such a good dude. Like I, I always feel like you were like a real friend. Yeah, and you were a guy, but you were like you wasn't ever trying to get like man, I was a homie. Be, uh, yeah, you was a homie, always, always and a it homie. was like. That's just so special to me. Like yeah. that's special. So I will never ever forget for sure the memories that we have. Yeah. And you sung, okay? So you sung back then, but and you was dope back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, you were so. I feel like you could have gone anywhere because you were very smart. Yeah. You were very talented. So whenever like I came back around and saw that you were still doing the music, I was just like, that is so dope. Yeah. So, so for me, I think that one of the biggest things that I, I was thankful for. Is that I didn't stay in Houston when we graduated. You didn't. You, know, you went to where'd you go? I went to Southern University. Shout out to uh, all the HBCUs out there. Yes. But uh, Southern in, in Baton Rouge. Yeah. And uh, for me, I grew up around singers. Yeah. Like everybody that we were surrounded around really was singing. Yes. And so for me, uh, I tried to hold my own, but I know I wasn't a singer like that. Uh, but I had to understand how I fit in. Yeah. So when I transitioned to Southern, it helped me understand it's not about. Uh, the best you can sing, but it's about understanding and curating your own vibe and your yes, own energy. Yes, and your lane. And, yeah, and, and finding your space. Yeah. So Southern helped me do that. It really? helped me really develop my artistry. It helped me understand my character and understand 
how I can fit into this culture. Yeah. It, so what was it about Southern? Like, did they have events that you were kind of tapping into? Like, what were they doing yeah, exactly? It, it, it was a vibe. It was an energy like none other. Um, and this is before the dawn of the huge social media impact. Yeah. So you had to be out there. You had to be engaging, you know. So from the fact of being at an all-black school. Yeah. Uh, and they didn't play no games. You had to come with it all the way. Right. Every day was it was different. Yeah. You know, um, then... A lot of that just I was really heavy into the Greek life. I was yeah. president of my chapter. Okay. Um, so I'll embrace the music. Yeah. But I also embrace the the social side of okay. it. Okay. You know, so it helped me to understand like, man, okay, this is how I move. You know? Yes. Because uh, it was always I had a love for gospel music, but I had a love for music in general. Yeah. And I feel like, man, I can reach You had people. that R and B swag. Yeah, you yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel like man, I can reach more people through my story. Yeah. As opposed to just being polarizing on the initial front. Sure. You know, so man, Southern helped helped me to really come to where I am too. Another big thing for me is that uh, that's where I fell in love with my production side of it. Okay. You know, so I really understand what it's like to be a writer. Understood what it's like to uh, have your music presented to somebody else. Yeah. And they receive it and then they make it their own. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's dope. Real quick segue. We're going to get in kids and all that yes, later. Yes, absolutely. But, so you went to HBCU. Would you want your girls to go to HBCU? I'm a daddy now, you yeah. know. So, yes. Yes and no. Um, I feel like from a man's perspective, HBCU, HBCU life was a lot different uh-huh. but being a protective dad yeah. I want to coddle my child and I don't want them to leave my house okay so uh, but yeah, yes and no yeah. you know uh, I told my oldest is that I don't know with the way times have changed is that yeah. college will really be an option for you right now yeah that's you know? true it doesn't have to be the necessary rites of passage right um, but I believe in whatever she wants to do yeah. but I need her to understand her culture too yes. so if college is, is an option I would love for it to be a HBCU. Yeah. Of course, I would love it to be Southern, but uh, I'm I'm not against a, a Howard okay. or uh, somewhere where she really understands yes. the overall culture, yeah. what it's like to be a black person in yes, America. Yes, yes, yes. I love hearing that because I, I didn't go to HBCU, so it's interesting when I talk to my friends who yeah. did, and they always want their kids to. Yeah, and, and I think one of the bigger <laughs> things, too, coming out of, uh, and we'll, we'll talk about my story more in, in a second, but coming outside of... HBCU yeah. into corporate America, uh, it gives me a more sense of where, what I can and can't put up with. Okay, you know, because it, it forces us to really accept ourselves mm-hmm. and understand who we really are, as opposed to just being a number. You yeah, know? Uh, at, at PWIs, a lot of times, predominantly white institutions, they uh, were just a number. Okay, to where I felt like the passageway from high school to college, we needed to that nurture. Yeah, and they need to help us understand. Now we're really fighting a battle against the world, right? And it's a few people that really have our backs. Mm-hmm. So I felt more prepared leaving high school than leaving college. Mm. I got my, my master's from Southern, also. Okay, uh, that I was more ready to handle the world. Yes, to, as opposed to just had I gone to a PWI. Yeah. yeah, come on, preach and speak to hey, knowledge up straight here. Up, straight up, <laughs> That's so good. Okay, so you did you meet your wife in at Southern? Yes, yes. Uh, I met my wife. Uh, she was two years under me. Okay. You know, uh, I met her when I was a, the president of the chapter. And uh, my story, it gets, it's just really good. So I just tell you, you know. Just tell um, wherever you want to go. Man, so it was, for me, it was love at first sight. Matter of fact, it was before that. It was love mm. at, at MySpace. Oh. I, I knew her sister, me and her sister were really, really cool. Uh-huh. So I knew she was coming to the school. Mm. So uh, I'm like, man, that's the one. 
What? So I, I saw her even before I, I, I saw her in person. I said, yeah. man, this is the one right here. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, long story short, she got pregnant okay. when she was a sophomore. Uh, and it put me in a situation like, man, what do we do? Yeah. You know, um, we were we were serious, but we weren't that serious. We, okay. we weren't ready for a kid. Mm. And uh, luckily, man, I just had a good foundation. She has a really solid foundation yeah. of her parents. Like, man, we're going to figure this out. Yeah. And it, it wasn't a figure out as to rush into marriage, but to figure out, like, man, we got you. We got yeah. your back. Okay. I remember I was so nervous talking to her dad when I had to come back down to um, southern Louisiana. Yeah. Well, northern Louisiana. Like, man, I'm a boss up. I got you. Yeah. You know, I put myself into this. And uh, I'm not gonna let you not know that your your daughter isn't taken care of. Wow, you know. But talking with them, I was so scared, and they just embraced me. You really? know. So I knew, like, man, we got something good. My my parents, yeah. they had our back. My yeah. Mom, like, man, I love you. We your gonna, parents we are figure, amazing. We gonna figure this yes. out. Yes. And then long, long story short, uh, two years later, we got married. Okay. You know, we um, and it was marriage on the on the right reasons. It wasn't marriage because we had a child. Right. It was a marriage. Well, maybe even four years later, I think. Yeah, four, four years later, we got married. But it was on the foundation that we really truly yeah, loved really each other. Yeah, I really loved each other. So both of y'all finished school. Yeah, both of y'all were me, able to do all me, that. Let me uh, toot my, my wife's horn. So she set out one semester okay. from school, had the baby, came back up to school, and she finished number one in her class. Shut up. And did, didn't miss a beat. And she oh was the uh, the grand marshal when she graduated. Wow. Yeah, man. She she she's the smartest person I know. She's genius level. She can do whatever she wants. Let me find she, out. Man, yes. She put her mind to it. She does it. Of course you married that type of woman. I had to. I had to, man. I need that. You yes. know? So uh for me, I'm super ambitious. Uh huh. But it takes me a while to, when I put my mind to, to do something, I can do it. But for her, it's like what you mean? This is what this, this is what you do. It's right here. And she done. Man, so it's a super even kill when it comes to our relationship. Yes. You know? But I'm fortunate that uh, we did it on our time. Yes. As opposed to just forcing the issue. Right. You know, because if we had we done that, it wouldn't have been, uh, I don't think it truly would have been ordained. Yeah, you know? and it wouldn't have been a strong foundation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So now, now with two kids in, you know, two little girls in. And uh, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yes. Yeah. And, and bringing that back to my music is like, when I got ready to graduate, I think, well, I, I know now that that my little girl was a blessing. Yeah. You know, because for me, my rights of passage, once I graduated school, was a move with my production team to uh, Atlanta. Oh. Everybody was going to Atlanta, and that was going to be uh, our rights of passage. We're going to go up there. We're going to do this music full time. Yeah. So, uh having a kid I'm like man I gotta go get a job right I gotta figure this thing out I can't just be out here freestyling it out I'm not responsible for me now I'm responsible for me plus two more yes so uh, I moved to Dallas but it forced me to say okay do you give up on your music give up on your dreams or you just figure out another route another route that God has for you yes you know so my time spent my team going to Atlanta and me going back outside to Dallas Uh is really where I, I piped up on my dreams and I really fell in love and said, okay, this is this is for me. Yeah. You know, I, I did it all on my own. I put out my first project mm. and I really learned the business more and I learned to where it's, it's more than just the music. Yeah. It's relationships. Yes, it is. Uh, it's understanding how to put the music out. Then we had this thing called social media now. That and popped off. Understanding yeah. that and, and understanding the algorithms. So had it not been for Dallas, I could have been in a whole different situation yeah. with my music. You know, and I feel like now my music is more true. Yeah. It's more authentic because I'm controlling it. Yes. You know. So, so yeah. what did you do in corporate when you went and got a job? So um, I got my MBA from Southern um, and then I moved to 
uh, one of the top tier pharmacies, you know, um, and I, I've been there for like 10 years, mm. you know, as an outbound uh, operations manager okay. in logistics and distribution. Yeah. So I've been there for so long, but I know that I needed to be there. Yeah. I, I've learned so much more about people and how to talk and treat people. Yeah. And so the softer skills that I wouldn't have had uh-huh. had I just went from college straight to music. Yeah. You know? so for me, it's always it's always lessons learned in everything that you do. Yes. So understanding that, uh, to me, has been invaluable. I yeah. questioned it a whole heck of a lot. I'm yeah. Like, well, what the heck am I doing here right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I had to fall in love with that and understand, like, man, you're here right now, so you got to put your 100% into what you're doing. Sure. To make sure that you're able to get out and go to the next level. Yeah. So, so what has the transition been from Dallas back to Houston? Now you're back home, and now it's like, it seems like things are, like, popping off for you. What was that like? Uh, it's been tough, you know? So I originally left Houston because I know that... Uh, it was like a glass ceiling in mm-hmm. Houston. You know, for me with my art, I knew that if I needed to make it, Houston wasn't the way for me. Okay. You know, so coming back around, the only reason I came back to Houston is because, well, initially, it was because my wife got pregnant and I knew we needed some help. Okay. I was traveling so much yeah. and working so much that I, I would just leave her <laughs> sitting in an apartment for every single weekend yeah. I know that here in Houston I had a, a much better foundation yeah. and it was a lot easier but I didn't want to come back you didn't I, I didn't uh, because uh, when I left and I see it a lot now right now too in, in Houston our music culture is super polarizing mm. you, you know um, and we gotten a lot better but it feels like it's a small small population at the top of people that really want to support and really want yeah. to help will say we do uh-huh. but we truly don't do it just just thinking about how uh, Atlanta has grown yeah. every time I go to Atlanta it's a sense of a family okay. when it comes to the music culture it's yeah. a sense of support Yeah, uh, but that's been built over time Yeah, and I feel like here in Houston uh, we have some work to do Okay, you know so I was apprehensive about that Okay, but moving in my purpose I said okay now that I'm here I have to take my experiences and now that becomes my responsibility. Sure. You know, so uh, I love what we're doing because now uh, I want to be and do my part. I feel like I'm a change agent to help move the needle yes. when it comes to Houston culture. You're such a leader, man, Keith. Man, always. Not, don't do it, bro. Don't do it. You so always. from my move to Houston, yeah. sp- uh, spark the If It Don't Feel Like 90s R&B culture and then also spark the, uh, our living room uh, social yeah. that we do at the House of Blues. Yes. So uh, that's me doing my part to make sure that uh, we uh, we have a voice for the underground and the independent and the, the burgeoning artists yeah. uh, so that they can see, okay, it's more, it's more to it. Yeah. So a, a lot of time, and I'm victim of it too, we leave. Houston artists leave because there is no culture yeah. or uh, the culture that is there is not consistent enough. Yeah. So while I'm here, I want to make sure that I, I'm a passageway. Yeah, you better be. I'm helping somebody else yeah and it's, it's not as selfless you yeah know? yeah yeah so what is you you talked a little bit about 90s r&b yeah. like okay so what is that exactly like talk about what those two events are and and how your team kind of came up with that idea yeah so came from dallas um when house of blues was transitioning uh they hit up my manager and they said hey uh, we want to do some programming out here and i just came back to houston mm-hmm. and i'm like hey this is god i you hear me up there because yeah. this is what I've been praying about. I I, I want to do this. Yeah, you know. Uh, so we came up and we we vetted the process out and we said, man, what is Houston missing? Yeah. Uh, and this is no knock to anybody else, but we have some of the most talented 
musicians mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah. I'm talking about by far in the world, hands down, Houston sure. is better than anybody. Yeah. But uh, we become in our in our little circles is that the talent musicians are getting paid. Yeah. But maybe not getting paid to do their dreams. Yeah. You know? Uh it could be getting paid in the in the church. It yeah. Could be getting paid uh doing weddings or, or, or seeing um covers yes but they're not really tapping to their creative yeah. so the platform 90s r&b and living room social kind of wants to shift that pendulum okay and open up that avenues of creativity coupled with the, the talent yeah so man 90s r&b started off in our little smaller room and foundation room since then we've expanded yeah and we're bringing in top talent of the 90s nostalgia and i'm coupling that with the burgeoning artists here in houston yeah give them that passageway that's you know, so dope. So my relationship has then become their relationship. Yeah. Uh, we've had Maya, uh, Carl Thomas has come through. We've just featured Teddy Riley. Yes. Uh, but we're showcasing Houston's talent. Yeah. And it's the best and it's the brightest. And I, hopefully that they see that, man, Houston is a resource yeah. in the game. Houston sticks together. And we have, not next, but we got right now. Yes. Yeah, so how have you built those relationships with those different artists like Maya and Teddy? Like, what? how do you navigate that world? Because I feel like you got to be real careful not to be too extra, not to be too whatever. Nah, you, uh, professional. Yeah. You know, so you got to learn your etiquette. Some things you can and can't do. Yes. You know, so you can't be too thirsty. Yeah. But at the same time, as long as you uh, do things the right way. Yeah. And especially with the social media aspect everybody's accessible yeah you know so for me excuse me i just shot my shot okay you know i remember with maya i slid in her dm like hey queen maya i gotta get you out of here in houston wow what is it gonna take yeah i didn't get no response yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, she didn't even read it she, she probably even to this day she hadn't read that but okay. that wasn't the right way for me to do that okay. you know so i did my research i said man how can i get in contact with her yeah. it was simple i went to her page and i saw she had contact information yeah and i reached out to her at camp you know and we, we made it work yeah you know but from that though once i got her here that was just the first part of it yeah is how what do i do when she comes down right is making sure that she feels safe okay is making sure that she understands that this is a vibe and an energy that uh is conducive to her too yes you know uh and we made sure that she was good yeah so now outside, she has that memory now yeah, she knows yeah. she's solid yeah and so it's not just a a transaction it's a relationship man. yes you know same thing with, with teddy when he came down like man these are legends these yeah. are people that we grew up to for sure so this is a really big deal to have them in, in this space right it's just, and what can we do outside of this transaction or just this one time to show that we really appreciate them yes so, uh took them took them around let them really understand the city and we brought the whole city out so they can yeah. understand like now we love you guys yeah and we need your energy like just like you need ours too yes so yeah this this past one with maya it was amazing it looked uh, like it was man, we were at capacity uh it just shows me like man we're doing something right yes. and that the city appreciates what we're doing and, and it's a need for it too for sure yeah so you are obviously a christian have always yep. been a christian yep what how do you kind of bring that into your to your vibe and your energy and everything you do man uh stay prayed up yeah you know uh faith is a substance of things hoped for yes and evidence of things not seen so you i have to operate like that yeah you know every Every day, especially with me working and trying to do this this platform and me trying to still be an artist. Yeah. I'm trying to be a dad. Yeah. You know, uh, it's a lot. You it's, juggling, man, yeah. It's a heck of a lot. And sometimes I get overwhelmed, but I, I understand, like, man, this is what I'm built for. Yeah. And understanding, operating on that faith aspect of it. Yeah. And knowing, like, man, God, 
I really pray for this, so yeah. I can't trip over this right now. Right. That you you're giving this to me, and it's it's a struggle. Yeah. You know. Uh. So I just gotta continue to always walk and yeah. understand and knowing that He has me. Yes. You know. Uh. And knowing that I have the right people around me. Yeah. So it it gets trying sometimes, yeah. but I I know that. Uh, God has positioned a lot of right people in my life for reasons mm-hmm. and understanding why they're there and knowing that I'm not doing this by myself yeah. is, is everything. Yeah. You know? And what is that like for your family? Like, what are some of the things you do to kind of, um, I don't know, I guess offset the time that you're not there? Because yeah. that's kind of hard. I, as a wife, I know when Jesse travels, how I have to hold down the front. Yeah. And I know that's hard. But how is it on your end? Just solid foundation. Yeah. You know, uh for me is just knowing that that family space is everything and is sacred yeah you know uh so luckily my family is, is so tight-knit on both sides okay that we we have that support yeah you know but internally just in in my clan with me the girls and jen uh we're solid yeah you know we got a lot of growing to do but our foundation it stems with it starts with god yeah you know and so we try to get to church as much as we can. Yeah, we're not we're not perfect by by any means, yeah. but they understand that where our strength comes from. Yeah, and they may they may not fully. I think my oldest she gets it a lot more, but at least we're showing them the way. Yeah, you know. So when we're sticklers about how we pray. Yeah, when we pray, uh, what we read, when we read getting them involved in the church you, you know you know our, our churchness yes. was was legit we could yeah. be chilling and your mom say we going to church i said okay you got to go i'm going to church with yeah you. i'll be back in an hour you know yeah. like so we're serious and just understanding that i got to transition that into my yes, kids that no sure. matter what no matter we can do whatever we want to do but our source yeah we got to pass that, that down we got to know where that comes from yeah so for me just making sure that they understand that yes and getting it established early too for sure so what talk about like some of your most memorable experiences so far you've traveled so much already i'm sure you've been around so many different artists yeah. what's something that sticks out whether it's good bad funny whatever uh that's a good one you know because i'm pretty even killed now you yeah. know i don't think anything excites me okay um but i'm I, i'm a cancer so i'm super emo you yeah, know yeah, yeah. and uh i always forget the words of the songs you know what i'm uh-huh. saying so i can recall let me see a whole bunch of times <laughs> here recently that i always forget the words of some songs yeah. and, and it's just like all right guys what the what the <laughs> heck is what we what do we do from here you know but um i think teddy teddy riley mm. he came out for our 90s r&b and he's like man what the heck is this you know, we like the whole. It was a sea of people, uh-huh. and he didn't really know what to expect because we mm. didn't really tell him like, "Hey, we need you to do this." I yeah. said, just come out and just come vibe. You're yeah. a legend. We just have you in the room. So he got out, and uh, they were performing. One of the local artists, matter of fact, it, it was Phil Wade. Okay, I love Phil yeah, Wade. Phil, He's hilarious. That's my bro- that's He's my dope. brother. That's my brother for life. Yeah, you know. And side note, uh, we created passageways to where we lean on each other. Okay, you know, like man, that's that's my dog. But everybody that comes out. We had that kind of relationship. Yeah. Like, even Phil this past when I said, hey, Phil, bro, I need you. Yeah. So, Phil, th- thank you, bro. But Phil was performing, and I'm sitting there next to Teddy, and he's like, man, man who is this dude? Mm. I said, man, this, this is my dog. Yeah. He, he does this. Like, he, he's rocking it. You know, he's like, man, that dude is bright. Mm. And right then and there, I saw, like, man, this mess is working. Yeah, that's what you like, wanted to yeah, do. Yeah, like, this is what I want everybody to see <laughs> yeah. like this. So, that showed me, like, man... I'm doing something right. Yeah, you are. And I got to continue to put the gas on it. Yes. And even though when I can't see it, P- 
people see it. Yeah. You know, so uh, that was a memorable moment for me. That's dope. Yeah. And, and even with Maya this past one, this past uh, this past week, she finished her set. And first of all, she did 11 songs. Oh, my goodness. She did a whole 11 songs. <laughs> and I'm like, what? What is this? Dang, thank thank still you. Still going hard. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, we really didn't know uh, how to take that. And, and then especially you got to think uh, we're growing. So I can't be disrespectful in the way I come into a legendary artist and say, right. what you going to do? Yeah, you just I, let them be. I, I, I have to. I have yeah. to give them the freedom. And so we were, I'll be transparent, we were expecting 15 minutes. Oh. Straight up. You know, we were expecting 15 minutes. Wow. She got there, she did a whole 45-minute set. And That's so crazy. I'm running around uh, trying to get everything together, making sure her room is straight, making sure security has a car outside when yeah. she finishes. And she's like... Um, what we about to do right now? She wanted to chill. I said, what? Oh I said, God. oh. I said, okay. All right, bet. Let's let's figure this out. Yeah. And so she hung out. That's And dope. she came from behind her curtain. She, and she chilled with us and with the whole people that were, the whole House of Blues for like an hour. That's so Taking cool. pictures and just appreciating her energy. Yeah. Knows like, man, we're doing something right. I love to hear that. Man, bro. It, it was powerful just to see like, man. I'm, I'm vibing. I love what you're doing. Yeah. So I'm here. Because you cultivating that that atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. So now I just know I, I got to double down. Yeah. When we go to New Orleans for uh, for Essence uh, tomorrow. Yes. I don't, it's just, it, I don't want it to be dated. But whenever we go. Whenever you go to Essence. Yeah. Whenever, whenever we go, uh, it's going to be the same thing too. Yeah. So I know that my steps are or, ordained. Yeah. You know, and I'm moving with a purpose. And it, it it's so something. weird to hear you talk because it's like you the same key. <laughs> yeah, have, but you just it. doing like the big stuff that nah, of course you would be doing because nah, this is you. I don't think I'm doing nothing, bro. Like, you are. Nah, man. I'm I'm just happy to be in a room, and I know that positive energy attracts positive energy. Yeah. So at all times, there's always a reason to be doing something. Yes, you know, even when I saw Jesse uh, like a year and a half ago. And he he came. I think he might have spoke or something. Yeah. At the proper art social, uh-huh. oh, man. I said that's a guy, that's a guy right there. Yeah. And I didn't even know it was your husband oh, at the time. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So just that po- good energy. Yeah. Positive energy attracts positive energy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So as long as you're being authentic and your sure. true self, yeah, you'll always come back around. Yes. You know. So yeah. Okay. So I just want to talk about so many things. Yes. But, um, social media. Yep. So you you were kind of in the mix already when social media popped off. Right. But how do you navigate that now with trying to gain followers, with trying to the algorithms and all the all the stuff? I don't even know how to say yeah. the word right. But like <laughs> I, I can't get with. I'm trying to get with social media because I know how important yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's tricky. How do you navigate that that world? Um. It's hard. Yeah. And it changes every single day. You know, social media is like a a part time to a full time job. Yeah. You know, so it can be it can become um, overwhelming. Yeah. But you have to understand the reason that you got into it. Yeah. And so uh, it has a lot of rabbit holes that you can just go down to and you look up and you, you could be scrolling for the next, for the last hour. Yeah. And you get lost on the reason why you went to social media. Yeah. And so uh, for me, I had to scale back. Okay. And uh, on how much I was ingesting mm. and then make sure that my content really matched what I was trying to put out. Okay. You know, because uh, social media can be polarizing. and going to have you uh, putting something out there that you're really not. Yeah. You know, so uh, just to keep up with the Joneses or keep up with what you think your friends want to post. Right. Because social media is a facade. People don't post. They're bad. Right. They only, take, they only post when they're happy. Yeah. So if you're not 
understanding of yourself, social media can really set you back because yeah. all you see is all this happiness and sure. you're like, man, why well, I'm not happy right now? Yep. The world hates me right now because I'm, I'm not seeing what they're seeing. Yeah, it's but, a trick. Yeah, so one of the biggest things is understanding my character, my artistry, you know, that my art doesn't just start and stop in the studio. Yeah. My art is my, the way I look, is is my hair, is my beard, it's my family, Mm -hmm. uh, it's my true authentic self. Yeah. And trying to move like that made it a lot easier because it stopped being about the likes, it stopped being about... Uh, trying to keep up with somebody yes. but it came more about this is what I want to put out yeah. that the world needs to see yes yes you yes know? so I was really apprehensive about putting my family uh, out and I'm still kind of jaded about that because I don't want uh, I didn't grow up on social media and yeah. I want my girls you don't want them to, to grow up with that yeah, yeah yeah because it's only up for me from, from right. here and I want to make sure they have a solid foundation and they're not going uh their eyes are unblighted as they get ready to go to the next level. Sure. Uh, so I'm kind of jaded when it comes to putting them out, but I do like to tell my story and my yeah. journey uh, a little unfiltered. I don't want to just say I'm just a musician yeah. or I'm just a person that puts on these events. No, I'm all of that. And yeah, all of that you're helps. you family to, man. Yeah. yeah all and that it makes you more relatable. Me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I know that I need that for myself because I'm wearing all those hats. So they just see me as a person that hosts the '90s R&B, yeah. or just as a person that that does music. That's not that's not it for me. Yeah, you know. So I would suggest that social media, man, use it as a as a tool, as a tool, but not as the tool. Yeah, and don't let it use you. you. Know, exactly. Do you post like a, a certain amount each day, or are you not really that uh, calculated? Nah, I'm super calculated. Okay, I, I have to be because. Yeah. Uh, I'm selling something. Right. I'm selling my brand. Mm-hmm. I'm selling everything about it. Is I'm using it for the benefits of it. Yeah. So I have to. I have to keep my audience engaged. Yeah. You know. So uh, I'm super critical on what I put out, but I try to make sure that what it is is still true to my core foundation, yeah. which is God, family, music, fashion. Yeah. You know, and all of that is, is synonymous. Yeah. Uh, so I I would never put something that's disrespectful. At least I try not to. You know, um, that's disrespectful to those to those channels. Yeah. You know, so to, to me, since I have to do that, I've seen some benefits. Yeah. One of the main things that I, I really believe in that has helped me has been goal setting. Um, I've done several of the, um, the calendars at the beginning of the year, uh-huh. you know, and I set my goals and I, I put a, a brand like a brand Bible together okay. and said, this is what my social media needs to look like. Oh. These are the colors that need to uh, feel like when you go to my page. Okay. Like it needs to look and feel like shea butter. It needs yeah. to look and feel like uh, that guy's dope. Yeah. I want to dress like him. So long as that it's attracting that and I'm posting that and it's, it's under that umbrella. Yeah. It makes sense for me to post it. Yeah. But uh, my story, I, I, I got to have at least, at least one to two posts a day. Okay. I got to be engaging on, on the story. Yeah. Uh, so people to know that I that I am there. Yeah. So they, if you're always asking people to to do something when you go to their social media, it becomes okay, man. He's just asking. Here he goes again. And yeah. It, it's, you're not. You're missing out on the social aspect of it. Right. But if you're present all the time, yeah. always connecting, it yeah. it comes a little smoother when yeah. you have a, a request. Absolutely. <laughs> and they, they know that I'm not just here just to be selling something. Yeah. I actually am a living, breathing person. Yes. <laughs> in this social experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You That's know? good. Yeah. You teaching us, man. Man, come on, bro. So listen, you married and you have a family, yeah. but you are very handsome. Yeah. And you, you got the swag. Uh-huh. 
um, how do you handle like the girls? Do the girls be trying to come at you left field, or do they kind of know where you stand based Man, on I, how you present yourself? I, I don't know. So I, I've always been the homie, mm-hmm. you know, always, and so I really don't know, you yeah. know, like I'm, I really am numb to it sometimes yeah. until somebody be like, "Hey, bro, you see?" I said, "Oh, I, I you ain't even, even know. I don't even check that because I'm, I'm not moving like that yeah. right now. When I'm, when I'm out." I'm out for a reason, yeah. You know, and I try to put myself in situations like that, yeah. Uh, and so I'm, I'm really numb to it a, yeah. a lot of the times because I feel like, or at least I try to assume positive intent yeah. all the time, you know, and, and know that I wouldn't put my family in a situation, right, like that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of time I, I don't know. Yeah, you don't even notice. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know that Shorty over there trying to try to shoot it, risk, shoot her shot, and risk it all. She done missed her shot because you ain't even Sh- see the straight shot. Straight up. I'm done, you yeah. know. So, so yeah, I really don't know, bro. That's good, yeah. though. Yeah, same key. That's yeah. what I'm saying. You have not changed a bit, man. I appreciate it. I love it. Sh- I shouldn't, you know. So. No, not not in that way. Like yeah. that that innocence, that specialness about you. I think you got to keep it forever, yeah. and it yeah. seems like you are. And, and too, I think that that's been developed for me too. Yeah. you know, because I'm always authentic i'm gonna always be at least i try to be consistent yeah and what i'm saying what i'm doing you know uh because in a day this is the foundation that i want to set for myself yes you know and and two i got two girls now yeah you know so i know that they're looking and seeing what i do will be an example of sure. the person that they choose yes so i i gotta make sure that you can't be moving out here yeah, kind of way. i gotta be laser focused yeah because i'm gonna see that example in the next 10 10 years yeah you know, knocking probably, at your door for your daughter uh-huh. you know what i'm saying I'm like, where, where, where my guns uh-huh. what, what's going on right now you gonna try for your boy or y'all good uh i want to shoot i'm trying to shoot my shot again one more time yeah but me i say okay i don't want to be working i want to be full-time uh into this space okay full-time creator and not doing a nine-to-five and be comfortable yeah you know uh but on the flip side of that financially i was never ready for the first one okay <laughs> and it worked <laughs> I out i so didn't have no job i didn't yeah. have no job when the first one came yeah the second one uh we made a transition to houston but it's it's been all good yeah you know so God I don't, provides. yeah i don't i don't want to put conditions on what i'm asking god for yeah you know i know i want a boy mm-hmm. but i know that I am uberly content with these two yes. that I got that keep me on my feet. Yeah, and uh, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not tripping if I don't have one. Yeah. like that, like yeah. because I'm overly satisfied. Bro. For sure, <laughs> yeah, I have they mo- so beautiful. I have more than enough, yeah, so I'm, I'm good. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah. Okay, so you headed to Essence Festival. Yep. And what's coming? What's going on at that? specific event like what do you have planned for that yeah one? so we have another 90s r&b uh fortunate to have a really strong partnership with live nation yeah to where we have the the autonomy to go out and travel these different places uh throughout the states and throughout the country yeah to build uh, a solid platform so we have the if it don't feel like 90s r&b we'll be featuring angela Yee. oh cool. yeah man so she's coming by she's coming by i'm uh, excited about that but on the flip side, I'm also going out there for my music, you okay. know, so um, I'm having a chance to really perform and I'm doing a lot of radio yeah. and a lot of pub for that. So it's all just uh, synonymous. It's all going to, together for the, for the greater good. Yeah, so It's going to be a vibe for sure. Were you killing it, Keith? I'm not, so proud of you. Man, come on, man. I'm so happy to be able to say I know him for real, for <laughs> straight real. Straight up, straight up. Don't do that, man. You know? 
Yeah, but thank you for coming on. Come I think on. I asked you all the questions Man, that Thank thank you for having me. For we go sure. way, 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 way back. Yeah. You know, I remember just we have countless memories, bro. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Uh from your family to my family. Uh even just the being at North Shore, but like yes. it's, it's crazy. We're we're getting old. I know. <laughs> I don't even feel like it, but it, we are. Like, Time it, is it feels moving. like everything has been on fast forward. Yeah. And to to be able to come back and have your homies and to still have those relationships yeah. are really, really big. That's you special. Know? So I look forward to us having more uh, family uh, involved yes. relations, you know, to continue to build. For sure. You know, so this is a vibe. This is the energy that yeah. I, I know my, my uh, kids need to be around. Yeah. And, and likewise, too, you know, so. Oh, yeah, it's a done deal. Done deal. It's on the schedule. Absolutely. <laughs> say less. Love you forever. Yes. Hey, girl, hey. Bye, girl, yeah. bye. Bye, girl. I, we were supposed to say bye, boy, <laughs> oh, bye, but. My bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. My bad. <laughs> I hope y'all enjoyed that episode. And please, please, please make sure you follow Keith Jacobs on Instagram. And all of his other social medias all are under Keith Jacobs because he's doing some really great things in the city. Um, his next, if it don't feel like R&B, is going to be dope. So be on the lookout for that. And yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it inspired you in some way. He definitely challenged me in some ways. I, we did not capture this, but at the end of the interview, this is like a little takeaway tip that I, I found. We just kind of were just talking and he was just saying how, you know, whenever you have this dream and have these visions, make sure you are really pursuing them because when you have downtime and you say, oh, I'm gonna do all these things, I'm gonna do X, Y, Z for my podcast or for my music or for whatever, but the second you have downtime, you're sleeping in, you're just on social media for hours, just scrolling, you're doing random stuff. Like that's God testing you with that time. What are you doing with the time you have now? to pursue your purpose so he he had me super convicted about that and it just challenged me to kind of make sure I'm utilizing all my time so I challenge you guys to make sure if you have something that you're pursuing you have a dream you're chasing make sure when you have the time whatever time you have make sure you're out there chasing it make sure you're pursuing it because God will not bless you more if you are not utilizing what you have now and that's what my brother Keith taught me this week so I hope y'all enjoyed and yeah follow him on all the social media networks and Have a good week. Bye, girls. Bye.